is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Americans seeking cheaper everyday essentials threaten corporate growth. This is Bloomberg. Now think about that. Don't they have it backwards? Americans seeking cheaper everyday essentials threaten corporate growth. Isn't the problem that Americans are seeking cheaper everyday essentials. So they say Americans are cutting back on personal hygiene products and a troubling sign for the U.S. economy and consumer-focused companies. Now, it's an amazing thing. You've got Joe Biden talking about Bidenomics. And he goes to a red state to talk about it. He can't go to any blue states because all the blue states are in the crapper. Literally, crap all over the place. And so this story comes out and they say, the troubling sign for the U.S. economy. How about a troubling sign for Joe Biden and his ideology and his approach to economics and his reelection bid? It's not like the economy is doing this on its own. I've told you many times before, if you kill the golden goose, you don't get golden eggs anymore. It's the way it works. Despite surging inflation, shoppers kept spending thanks to income gains and government stimulus. But those benefits are waning. You see, ladies and gentlemen, government spending is like a heroin addict. And the dealer is Joe Biden. And the Fed. And it's been for years and years and years. The fact of the matter is, you don't build a real economy with sustained growth by profligate spending. It doesn't happen. What you do is you destroy an economy that is trying to grow, and that's exactly what they did after the pandemic. So they write, despite surging inflation, shoppers kept spending thanks to income gains and government stimulus. 
So for the Democrats, this means more government stimulus. That is more inflation. And they're going to drive us right into depression. Now, those benefits are waning. Now, now Americans are skimping, even on everyday items such as toilet paper and toothpaste. I never in my life thought that those words would come out of my mouth. Never imagined it. That Americans have to skimp on toilet paper and toothpaste? Both ends of the body? These are essentials. These are essentials. Why aren't the Republicans hitting this hard enough, Mr. Producer? Many times I go into Walmart, I'll go into Costco, CVS, Walgreens, and so forth. I'm checking out the prices. I want to know what's going on, get stuff for the family, and so forth and so on. And I see what's going on. And there's also shortages. Are there any politicians who do this? When's the last time Joe Biden shuffled into a Walmart? Now, they'll laugh like this clown, Capehart and the others, about Karen. It's just another way to trash middle America, like Obama did. It's just another way to trash middle America. Extremist MAGA, another way to trash middle America. White supremacists, middle America. They come up with different phrases, one more outrageous and vile than the next. But people in this country are now cutting back on toothpaste and toilet paper, <coughs> excuse me, and other hygiene products. Next thing you know, the whole country will smell like a uh, Democrat Party convention. More insights on the economic environment come on Wednesday with the release of June's Consumer Price Index. They can release all the indexes they want, all the unemployment statistics they want, all the rest of it. I know what I see, and I see a lot of people in pain. I see a lot of people... You know, I'll tell you what, you've got like, let's just take paper towels. You've had bounty. Bounty is paper towels. Four equals 12. I don't even know what they're talking about. 12 equals 30. Or now you have toilet paper. It's like, uh, you want the really, really thick, big rolls? I told you I've been at Walmart and all these. Or what do you want? And now you can get a whole package of 120. 20 equals 120. I am watching people, and I don't blame them, go up to the little signs that they have under each different type to see how much they're paying per sheet of toilet paper, per sheet of paper towels, Mr. Producer. 3.1 cents versus 3.7 cents, which pays more, which meant, and then you got to decide if you really want to do 120 toilet paper rolls, if you can afford it, regardless of how much it is per sheet, people are sitting there, standing there, trying to figure it out. Or toothpaste. You know, two for the price of this, a package of four for the price of that. I watch them as they struggle over this. I look at the deodorant. The price of deodorant is through the roof. It's through the roof. 
basic stuff. But the manufacturers have to find the material that goes into these products. They have to assemble it. All these extra costs on top, these, these uh, disruptions in the supply chain for the little things. Agriculture goes through the same thing. People who raise beef, fowl, fisheries are all going through the same thing. This is a crappy economy. It doesn't mean that you can't acquire things. It just means that they're much more expensive. Then you drive by a McDonald's right here, right near me, and they have a sign up that says minimum wage up to $13 an hour. That's a pretty damn good minimum wage. The problem is you can't stay ahead at $13 an hour. Well, how much are you going to charge for a hamburger and fries or chicken nuggets or a soda to get it higher? Speaking of which, have you been to a drive-thru lately, Mr. Producer? You're going to feed four people. Four people, not kids, four, four adults. Let's put it that way. Get a couple of hamburgers, a side of fries, and a soda. It's ten bucks. You're gonna go through that drive thru and you're gonna pay forty dollars for fast food. I don't blame the fast food companies. They're under enormous pressure. And then the diner I go to, one of the ladies who waits there, and she's these are terrific people. But they're in their 50s and 60s. She's always, and they are, very happy, very pleasant. How's your day? What you're working on? How's your book coming? Just very, very nice. And I always say, well, how's your day? Normally, they don't. she said to me today, price of a gallon of gasoline on my corner just went up 20 cents a gallon. Now, this affects her. She's a waitress. She's a waitress. She lives mostly on tips. There weren't a whole lot of people in this morning, actually. So she didn't make a ton of money this morning. This is what people who get guaranteed income... Guaranteed salary, guaranteed health care, guaranteed pension. Striking for a little bit more or in the federal government. If you close the federal government for a couple of weeks, they act like you're you're choking off their subsistence. But the average person who's not on the government dole, whether through welfare or employment, or isn't represented by a trade union, which is the vast majority of the people, they're suffering. Middle and low middle class people are suffering. And the people in Washington and the media don't care. The people in Washington and the bureaucracy don't care. Joe Biden doesn't care. He's touting his economy. 
The Democrat Party doesn't care. They'll just create a couple more programs and they'll blame Republicans for blocking them. They don't care. The strains that the consumer is under have been exacerbated over the last couple of months, said Morningstar analyst Aaron Lash. The reduction of food assistance programs, listen to this, lower tax returns and using up extra savings and stimulus funds have an impact, she said. So in other words, for Bloomberg and for Morningstar, the problem is we're not spending enough money. The problem is we're not jacking up the economy on heroin enough. Now, as my friend Craig Shirley wrote yesterday, comparing the Reagan and the Biden economies, Reaganomics versus Bidenomics, Reaganomics, which relied almost 100% on the private sector and the market capitalist system, versus Bidenomics, which trashes the market system and the capitalist system and relies almost 100% on redistributing wealth and socialist economic principles, there's no comparison. No comparison. When Reagan came into office, people were scrimping under the Carter economy, much like the Biden economy. Same principles. But when Reagan came in, he blew the lid off the whole thing. Massive government, economic expansion. The economic expansion, in fact, was so massive, 25% of the nation's Economy it grew by 25% by the time Reagan left office. The whole enchilada grew by 25%. So massive was the Reagan economic growth plan that even after George H. Bush's fairly poor presidency, Bill Clinton was still benefiting from the policies that were put in place during the Reagan administration. And the media were focused on homelessness. This guy Mitch Snyder in Washington, D.C. They were there every night on network TV. They'd go to a homeless shelter. They'd go to a food line. They wanted you to believe that Reagan had created all this poverty, destroyed all this wealth, didn't care about little kids, didn't care about older people, didn't care. People were in bread lines like the Depression. It was a lie. Meanwhile... I just read to you what Bloomberg, which is a liberal news site, said. And there's no cameras at Walmart. There's no cameras at Costco. There's no cameras at CVS and Walgreens. There's no cameras at the gas stations. There's no interviews. Of average American families having to struggle. Nothing. There's no discussion about it whatsoever on these main media platforms. Nothing. And I want to salute the United Auto Workers. That's right. I want to salute the UAW. Joe Biden doesn't represent your interests. In fact, Joe Biden doesn't represent the interests of any private sector unions. Public sector unions, minus the cops and the firefighters, sure, that's the teachers. He has no respect. And for the AFL-CIO, the mothership, to go out there and endorse Biden is sickening to me. He's destroying the auto manufacturing industry. He's destroying the steel industry. He's destroying the coal industry. He's destroying all of our hard industries. 
where men and women get dirt under their fingernails, of which they know not a damn thing in Washington, D.C. I'll be right back. Mark Lupin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Now, the same report from Bloomberg indicates that people are buying less food than before. They're cutting corners on food, both the amount of food and the quality of food. In America. May's consumer spending report showed inflation-adjusted household outlays for all goods and services have also stalled. They're stuck. Personal hygiene products, including staples, not staples for news, for papers, you know, staple products, taking a hit. Units sold of toothpaste, laundry detergent, toilet paper are down. People are cutting their purchases in the last 52 weeks through June 24. And they expect a very tough remainder of the year for consumer, consumers and consumer good companies. Think about this. Procter & Gamble shipment volumes have declined for the past four quarters. Same goes for rival Kimberly-Clark Corporation. So prices are subsiding. That is, they're going down. And they're going down big time. Prices are actually going up. What I'm saying is people are buying a lot less. It's going way down. I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals. At 8774-GOLD-IRA, that's 8774-GOLD-IRA, 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin. 
The Thunder on the Right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. There's a lesson to learn in almost everything, folks, if we take the time to pay attention to it. In the same Bloomberg article, a gentleman by the name of Mike Leiser, chief transformation officer and senior partner at Consultant Profit, says people are just saying, I'm going to buy less because it's gotten too expensive. And he says we're in a very precarious position, not only the health of the consumer, but the health of the economy. This is why I study what I study. I know what I know, and I write what I write. Franklin Roosevelt inherited a horrendous recession. A horrendous recession. Franklin Roosevelt did not inherit the Great Depression. He caused the Great Depression by doing exactly the wrong things with a horrendous recession. When we were coming out of the pandemic in a substantial part of the last year of the Trump presidency, the economy was beginning to bloom like flowers, like buds on a plant. And in comes Joe Biden, and he takes a hacksaw to all of it. Because he wants to be the new Franklin Roosevelt, as you'll see in The Democrat Party Hates America. So the new Franklin Roosevelt, or should I say the old Franklin Roosevelt, Joe Biden, not nearly as intelligent, by the way. Joe Biden applies the same ideological socialism that Franklin Roosevelt did to a capitalist system that needed breathing room, that needed capital. And instead, they got the opposite. Reagan inherited a horrific recession. His response was to slash taxes, to slash regulations, to grow the economy. That was his response. As the Federal Reserve massively increased interest rates to cope with the horrendous inflation caused again by Carter and the Democrats. But Reagan saw what the Fed did and what the Fed had to do in order to destroy inflation. But he didn't want to create a depression on the fiscal side. We have the opposite going on here. We have interest rates going up and up and up, and the Fed said they're going to go higher. Many people living off credit cards now with horrendous interest rates. I saw one today, 29.99%. How did I see it? Because they send me these cards, which I'm not going to use, of course. But other people have to. And Biden's answer is spend, empower the federal government, redistribute wealth, drain the blood out of the private sector, smash mouth and undermine the successful elements of the private sector, kill energy independence, and deliver it to the communist Chinese. Kill the 
the automobile industry, the oil industry, the coal industry, the steel industry. And that's exactly what they're doing. And we are in a very precarious position, as this gentleman said. We're teetering. Teetering. And what Joe Biden is hoping, with the help of the media, he can muscle through, that they can pretend that none of this is going on with all these people in our country. They are campaigning. This is the thing. The Democrat Party represents essentially two broad groups now. The extremely wealthy, white and not just white. Athletes, too. Many of whom are black. But mostly white. You know, the Manhattan types. The Greenwich Village types. The Broward County types. I can go on and on and on. You know who I mean. Those people, and they're very, very poor. The Democrat Party has given up on the middle class, as Marx put us in these classes, so I have to play along. So people understand what I'm talking about. It's so ingrained now. So the vast middle class, they've given up on. <clears throat> and then they, they character assassinate it. And they have people on MSNBC who character assassinate it. And they have people on CNN who character assassinate it. Why? Because these are... The propagandists for the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party, as I've said many times now, stick with me, is the state party. You're going to start hearing the backbenchers spew this stuff. Stick with me. And the media is the state media. This is why they are connected at the hip. And the vast bureaucracy that is protected from all this. Protected from all this. They're not part of a market system. The checks are paid no matter what. You know, they're not laying off people in the bureaucracy. They're laying off people in the private sector. But the point is, when it comes to the private sector, the only way the government can survive, it's like an alien in the body. It's like cancer cells in your body. It has to keep eating the white blood cells. It has to keep devouring the white blood cells. Well, you know what happens eventually, right? The body dies. It can't survive. Well, that's a fair, I would argue, example of what's happening in our economy. And why is this done? Power. I've said for 20 years, people are, why do they demand power? Why does Xi Jinping do what he does on behalf of the Communist Party against his country and the people? Power. Putin. Power. Un. Power. <clears throat> the Islamo-Nazi regime. Power. Care about the people, and neither does the Democrat Party. They don't care about the people. Just because they say they do. Look at their actions. Look at the consequences of their actions. And when they say tax the rich, they don't mean all the rich. They make new rich. New billionaires. 
New Democrat dark money donors. That's what they do. So they'll destroy people who quote-unquote get rich off of oil and gas, rich off of automobile, rich from that. But they want to create a whole new Democrat Party group of billionaires. who get rich doing what? Solar panels. Propellers in the ocean killing the whales. Where they transfer tens of billions of dollars of your hard taxpayers' money to them. And then they self-righteously tell you why they care about you, the little people. This is how I explain it all and a thousand other things in the Democrat Party Hates America. The proof is beyond debate. It's beyond debate. And I noticed Amazon slashed it to about 40% off discount. That's a good thing, America. And the more pre-orders there are, the more it discounts. But I want to tell you what I mean. <clears throat> I don't want to bring up this Target thing again, but I have no choice. The Daily Beast, a.k.a. Bestiality, is a Democrat Party propaganda, Pravda-like operation. That's why I mock them. I used to mock and do Pravda and all the Putin, Russia, government-controlled platforms. That is the Daily Beast. Despite all the tyranny that's going on, the Daily Beast is in lockstep with the tyranny. But here's, here's an example. I use this to point out how they conduct themselves. This target thing, it's behind us and so forth. <coughs> so here's, excuse me, here's what they post today. Exclusive. Mark Levin meltdown. Talk radio titan Mark Levin juiced pre-sales of his new book, The Democrat Party Hates America, last week by crying, quote, cancel culture, unquote, and claiming Target was censoring his tome over its inflammatory title, only for the retailer to reverse course and carry it. Of course, in reality, his book was never in danger of not hitting Target shelves. On Wednesday evening, Levin blared on Twitter that Target will not carry the Democrat Party hates America because it might offend Democrats, imploring fans to order his book directly through Amazon without going through Democrat Party corporatists. The next day, the Fox News weekend host claimed Target has reversed course and will be taking my new book in its stores upon its release. And it goes on. Before I went on the air, I contacted a, a very senior vice president at Simon & Schuster. And I went through this scenario again. They ordered 30,000 books, correct? Yes. <clears throat> then they contacted you folks and said, Forget it. We're not putting the book on the shelves. The title is, is too provocative. Correct? Correct. Then after we spent a day on radio, maybe an hour talking about it, they reversed course. They contacted you, said they will put the books on the shelves and apologize for all the confusion and back and forth. Correct? Correct. And at no time were we talking about Target.com. Is that correct? That's correct. 
And then I asked a further question, ladies and gentlemen. The Daily Beast is supposed to be a news site, even though we know it lies through its teeth. I said, to your knowledge, did the Daily Beast ever contact our folks at Simon & Schuster? She said, to my knowledge, no. And so they want the whole world to believe that I created a controversy when, in fact, I'm responding to a controversy. That's how it works. That's how it works in Marxist and fascistic regimes. That's how it worked in the 1930s. That's how it worked in the early 1900s with the propagandists under Woodrow Wilson. That's the Daily Beast. That's Mediaite. That's Media Matters. That's the New York Times, which covered up the Holocaust, as did the Washington Post. That's who they are. As they lash out as a group against Casey DeSantis or, uh, you know, Clarence Thomas, and we'll get to that in a minute. That's how they conduct themselves. Did I not tell you, Mr. Producer, this would be their slant? It's my fault, ladies and gentlemen. But this is why I hate them. This is why I wrote the book. Now, the Daily Beastiality doesn't have enough of a viewership for me to include them in the book or in any book. But it's illustrative of what takes place. Whether it was Meet the Depressed under Chuck Todd or all these other programs, it's the same thing. I don't have to juice pre-order sales by creating a controversy. I don't have to juice anything. And they know it. But they also know what they'll say here will be repeated by four or five other munchkin operations. But it doesn't matter. I call them out to prove a point. And what's hilarious about this, when you do get the book and read it, you'll see they walk right into the trap every single damn time. Because of who they are. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774 Gold IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA, 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. By the way, I won't have time to jump into this Sotomayor matter, but we're going to jump into it big time. And the Democrat Party reaction, which is non-existent. The Democrat media reaction, which is non-existent. Isn't that amazing? No calls for impeachment by AI. It's choked in my throat. No demands for new ethics rules based on what she did and what she did. 
is so outrageous. Clear violation of ethics and conflicts of interest. They try and concoct them against Clarence Thomas on a daily basis. Against Sam Alito. Against Neil Gorsuch. By this pro-pubica, this phony, left-wing, San Francisco-based group of prebubescent Neanderthal reprobates who are funded by dark money. Oh yes, that so-called journalist operation. Well, shockingly, the one that has exposed the Latinx is the Associated Depressed. Oh, now what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We can't trash AP, says the left. We need them. They, they're the biggest wire service on the face of the earth, and they're so useful when we need to attack Trump and DeSantis and other conservatives. But here, somebody stepped out. Brian Slotsko and Eric Tucker, the two reporters, oh, they're going to have to go. They need to learn from Maggie Haberman. They need to learn from Jeremy's Peters. They need to learn from Phillips Bump to march in straight lines, and that way you'll get a Pulitzer Prize. By the way, you ever see what's on this committee? Yeah, it's like the Politburo handing out medals to uh, to their to their newly minted marshals. Oh, hey, you get one, you get one. You know, you just got a line. It's like the mob. I keep bringing up the mob. I've been watching these mob <laughs> documentaries. They're frightening. But I think we have one. It's, it's called the Biden regime. I just wanted to say, if Zelensky, who I like, and Ukraine, who I support, thinks they're going to get into NATO right now, they're smoking something. You can't join NATO right now, which would trigger Article 5, a complete world war conflagration involving American troops and so forth. I mean, that, that's a little over the top. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Folks, let me suggest to you that the White House knows who brought the cocaine into the White House. Unless the FBI, the Secret Service, and all the rest of them are completely pathetic. It's full cover-up mode. This is what the Biden administration does. Full cover-up mode. This is what they're known for. I mean, from the communist Chinese to Tara Reid to all the rest of it. So it's my contention that they know who brought that into the building. It's either a family member, a friend, or a donor, or a senior person over there at the White House. That's it. 
That's it. And so the stonewalling is going to continue until they can find a fall guy or something else, a diversion. Now, I don't want to be diverted from this Justice Sotomayor issue. Sotomayor is not particularly bright. Democrats can say what they will against Clarence Thomas, Miguel Estrada, such a wonderful group of red-blooded Americans, and they trash them because of their race. Sotomayor was chosen because of her race and because of her genitalia. She wasn't the smartest appellate judge. Now, some of you might say, particularly in the media, how can you say that? It's amazing to me. Think about this. The media wants to celebrate her as the first... Oh, God. As the first female Latinx, right? On the court. And then when you notice it, they say, why are you mentioning the fact that she is a female Latinx? I'm sorry, am I not allowed to mention it, but you are? But what I'm also mentioning is, she wasn't the best qualified. She was chosen for symbolic reasons. The reason Jackson was chosen for symbolic reasons. That's certainly not to say that there aren't really smart minorities at the federal court level. They're really, really smart minorities at the federal court level. There's no question about that. She's not one of them. She is not one. How do I know? What is it based on? Listening to her during oral arguments when those clips are released. Reading what she says, which is typically some kind of a political screed in her writings. Doesn't come close to Clarence Thomas. Nothing. Not even a mile away from Clarence Thomas's thinking processes. And yet the left mercilessly attacks Clarence Thomas. They can't attack his intelligence. They can't attack the way he reasons. The way he explains himself in his opinions. You certainly can with Sotomayor. And now we learn this. And as I get going here, I want you to think of a couple of things. There hasn't been a word from a single Democrat in Congress today. There hasn't been a word from a single Democrat phony journalist today about what I'm going to tell you. AOC has not called for the impeachment of Sotomayor. Now they have the rest of the slugs. What do they call themselves, Mr. Producer? Oh, the squad. I'll call them the slugs. The rest of the slugs haven't either. Where's the little Dick Durbin? Absolute munchkin of a politician. Where's he? Running around. We need to Where's Raskin? Not a word. Why is it? Because they're all a bunch of Democrat Party Marxist hacks. That's why. It's that simple. Why, Mark? Why? There you go. Here you go. This is a big deal. She is so gummed up in conflicts and a grifter. Oh, a grifter for the people. 
For colleges and libraries seeking a bold-faced name of a guest lecturer, few come bigger than Sonia Sotomayor, the Supreme Court justice who rose from poverty in the Bronx to the nation's highest court. Weren't you born in the Bronx, Mr. Producer? And you rose from very modest means, didn't you? You should be on the court, too. She has benefited, too, from schools' purchases of hundreds, sometimes thousands of books she's written over the years. So the uh, uh, Sotomayor staff has often prodded public institutions. Now, this staff is on the government payroll. Prodded public institutions that have hosted the justice to buy her memoir or children's books, works that have earned her at least $3.7 million since she joined the court in 2009. I wonder if bestiality, you know, the daily bestiality, I wonder if they've done a story on this. They flat out lied about me. Flat out, because they're scum. Details of those events, largely out of the public view, were obtained by the Associated Depressed through more than 100 open records requests to public institutions. The resulting tens of thousands of pages of documents or for a rare look at Sotomayor and her fellow justices beyond their official duties. So you see, even they can't do a straight story. they got to drag in the other justices. But trust me, at least as far as we know right now, Sotomayor is as close as being, as selling her office as any justice has ever been. In her case, the documents reveal repeated examples of taxpayer-funded court staff performing tasks for the justices' book ventures, which workers and other branches of government are barred from doing. I remember when Speaker Wright, remember that guy with the eyebrows? He had to resign because of a bulk sale by union donations or some such thing. This Wright doesn't even come close to what Sotomayor has been up to. Stick with me. But when it comes to promoting her literary career, Sotomayor is free to do what other government officials cannot, because the Supreme Court does not have a formal code of conduct, leaving the nine justices to largely write and enforce their own rules. Okay, hold on a second. This has nothing to do with the other eight justices. Nothing. And so I take the laurels that I gave Brian Slotsko and Eric Tucker, I take them back. Because you boys, you've got the story the story of your careers, and you keep watering it down. But that's what I'm here to do. Fix it. Quote, this is one of the most basic tenets of ethics laws that protects taxpayer dollars from misuse, said Kedrick Payne, a former deputy chief counsel at the Office of Congressional Ethics and current general counsel for the Campaign Legal Center, whatever the hell that is. The problem at the Supreme Court is that there's, there's no one there to say whether this is wrong. That's not the problem at the Supreme Court. The problem is that Sotomayor used her position and make millions. That's the problem. Supreme Court staffers have been deeply involved in organizing speaker engagements intended to sell books. That is conduct prohibited for members of Congress and the executive branch who are barred under ethics rules, blah, blah, blah. When Sotomayor is invited to participate in a book program, Chambers staff, what they're trying to say there is, Supreme Court staff recommend the number of books for an organization to order based on the size of the audience so as not to disappoint attendees 
who may anticipate books being available at the event. That's a quote unquote, says the court. That's a way for her to make money without it having to be transparent from the group that she's speaking to. She knows exactly what she's doing. The documents obtained by AP show that the justices conduct spans their conservative liberal split in their conduct. There they go again. Beside book sales, appearances by the justices were used in hopes of raising money at schools, which often invited major contributors to the events. Okay, let's stick to the fact. These guys, they're like, um, what is that? OCD? What what, what the hell do you call it? Attention deficit. They can't focus, Mr. Producer. In 2019, as Sotomayor traveled the country to promote her new children's book, Just Ask, Library and community college officials in Portland, Oregon, jumped at that chance to host an event. They put in long hours and accommodated the shifting requests of Sotomayor's court staff. Then as the public cost of hosting the event soared, <clears throat> soared almost tenfold. A Sotomayor aide emailed with a different, urgent concern. The organizers had not bought enough of her books, which attendees had to purchase or have on hand in order to meet Sotomayor's after, Sotomayor after her talk. I mean, folks, this is right in your face. For an event with 1,000 people, and they have to have a copy of Just Ask to get into the line, 250 books is definitely not enough, the aide wrote. An Lee wrote staffers at the Multima County Library. Quote, families purchase multiples, and people will be upset if they're unable to get in line because the book required is sold out. Now, Daily Bestiality, this is a phony push to sell books. Can you understand the distinction? No, you can't, bunch of schmoes. It was not an isolated push, as Sotomayor prepared for a commencement weekend at the University of California Davis Law School. Her staff pitched officials there on buying copies of signed books in connection with the event. Before a visit to the University of Wisconsin, the staff suggested a book signing. Mr. Mitchell, I think she does more book signings than I do. I do top, tops four when a book comes out. Tops four. But we're all in the private sector here. We're not, I have never asked a Supreme Court staffer to assist me in anything. At Clemson University in South Carolina, school officials ordered to buy 60 signed copies before a 2017 appearance. Sotomayor staff noted that most schools ordered around 400. They just keep jacking the book sales, you see. Michigan State University asked Sotomayor to come to campus. And in 2018, spent more than $100,000 on copies of her memoir. These are all government institutions. My books can't even, don't even show up in libraries one at a time. And what was her fantastic book? Her memoir, My Beloved World. To distribute to incoming first-year students. How much you want to bet she had staff help her write that book? Just a surmise. The books were shipped to the Supreme Court. Copies were taken to her chambers by court workers and signed by her before being sent to the school. So she enlists the Supreme... We're not talking about one-off books, you know. Senator sends the Justice 10 book. Would you please sign? I got that. That makes sense. 
she's getting boxes and boxes of books from the publisher to sign for the university book sale that she demanded as a requisite to speaking there. It's not another justice on the bench that does anything like this. As best as AP may try to sort of fudge all this. Sotomayor, whose annual salary this year is 285400 is not alone in earning money by writing books. That's not the point. There they go again. Such promotional efforts risk damaging the Supreme Court's public standing further by placing an individual justice above the institution itself, said Michael J. Ludic. Why do they go to him? Who cares what he says? He like blew a mental gasket. Sotomayor's publisher, Penguin Random House, also has played a role in organizing her talks. In some cases, pressing public institutions to commit to buying a spe- specific number of copies, requesting that attendees purchase books to obtain tickets, emails, show. Now, the publishers had several matters before the court in which Sotomayor did not recuse herself. All right, let's get this straight. So Sotomayor has tons of books delivered to her office at the Supreme Court where she signs. So it's a wash-through. Sotomayor has government staff help her set up these meetings, excuse me, these speeches, and obviously prods the people and mostly these government institutions, public institutions, to cough up the money. And now her publisher, Penguin Random House, has several matters before the Supreme Court. Now, You could have a case where a publisher has a matter before the Supreme Court and it's your publisher, one of the justices' publishers. That has absolutely nothing to do with, say, anything related to the publishing of books. It might have something to do with tax. Who knows? Which is a much closer call. But not this. Justice Justice Sotomayor would have accused in cases in which Penguin Random House was a party in light of her close and ongoing relationship with the publisher... The Supreme Court said in a statement, an inadvertent omission failed to bring Penguin's participation in several cases to her attention. Why is that? Shouldn't justices have a list? I mean, everybody has to do this, even even members of Congress. I mean, isn't it amazing the court, they put these rulings down and you're supposed to be the perfect citizen. But now we get this person close to Sotomayor who insisted on anonymity to discuss the justice's book dealing said that Sotomayor had not will not profit from sales of her memoir beyond 3.1 million that's her advance oh that's very cool isn't that nice Mr. Producer she's not taken one penny beyond 3.1 million Mr. Producer not one she continues to earn royalties at least $400,000 since 2019 from sales of her children's book. Just ask. wonder if her children's book has pictures in it, Mr. Producer, that are wholly inappropriate and yet in great demand in our elementary schools. More when I return. Mark Lovin. You know what company is looking for you when they actually upgrade your service? 
and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Justice Want to hear this one? Costs associated with an event at a Portland community college. Not a very wealthy community college. They had to raise $1,000 to host the event and co-hosted it with the Montenegro County Library. They raised $1,500. The cost of the event, which was controlled by Sotomayor staff, her longtime legal assistant, Lee, soared to $20,000 by the time it was held in 2019. And they have email communications. And Lee, on behalf of Sotomayor, wrote, Can you please show me the screen where people can purchase books? Library staffers, are they prepared to make the tickets available? Are you just placing Just Ask on the portal or all of the justices' books? When the free tickets were quickly snapped up, she asked library officials to publicize those who could not get tickets could still meet the justice if they purchased a book. Again, if she's in the private sector, who cares? Sotomayor is the poster child for corruption and conflicts of interest. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service? And don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. You're listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now, 877-381-3811. All roads, all roads that lead to the destruction of America go through the Democrat Party. All roads. The dorm report comes out with these horrendous Stasi-like tactics by the FBI, the Department of Justice, by the Obama-Biden White House, by Hillary Clinton. And they trashed Durham. 
I've ordered this 300 and some page document. And while there were excerpts before, and virtually no host has read it, virtually no media person has read it, they go to the back, they look freaking glit. I read it over the course of the last three days. This is a condemnation of federal law enforcement like nothing I've ever read in my life. And if you read this, you'd be shaking. Remember the gentleman whose video, we played audio of it on this program? New York Post had an exclusive. And he went to the FBI in two full days in Europe, filled them in on the Biden family, including Joe Biden, with ties to this Chinese communist state-run energy company that's involved in so much of the Biden family. And he warned them about it. FBI mole, he warned them about a whole bunch of things. And he put this video out, I believe it was last week on the 5th. He was indicted yesterday. Indicted for felonies that if he's convicted, first if he's brought back to the United States, if he's convicted, extradited He'll serve over 100 years in federal prison. We have FBI agents who've become whistleblowers, handful of them very brave men. I think in one case, a woman. Their careers have been destroyed by the Biden administration. We have IRS officials who are obstructed by the Department of Justice which means that the Attorney General knows exactly what he's doing. Don't let that stupid, constipated look on his pathetic, melting face confuse you. He's a mob lawyer. It's what he is for the Biden mob. And what did we learn there? You can go on. The Shell Corporate, all the rest. I don't need to do the list for you now, or as Biden would say, I don't need to do the thing. You know the thing. It's pretty incredible what goes on with this pathetic operation. Meanwhile, Donald Trump's fighting for his liberty. But the reason I bring up the Durham report is because everything in there is happening today. Nothing has changed from the Russia collusion, lies, to the leaking to the media, to the abuse of power, to the targeting of an individual or individuals, to the protecting of other individuals like Biden. I ordered this on Amazon and I got this book. I encourage you to read it. This report, rather. The job of a special counsel is not only to bring bad guys to kneel, it's to put out a report. For the American people, that's what he did. Why do you think the media trashed this man, Durham? Even some pathetic conservatives and libertarians, well, he didn't indict anybody. Read the report. Read the report. It's chapter and verse. Detail after detail. In most of the cases, when they could find out, they named names. Do you know why this report took so long? 
because you had a man and his team who had to pull teeth, who had to deal with the Department of Justice than the FBI. Nobody knows better how to hide the ball than those people. He had to keep going around one barrier after another, had to avoid one trap after another. Read the report, because this report tells you exactly what's taking place today. No difference, except they've doubled down. They went after Trump before, and they're going after him again. Ignore that fat slob Christie and his twin, Bill Barr. These are footnotes to footnotes to footnotes of history of stupidity. The nation's under attack. The system's under attack. Now, Sunday night I did Life, Liberty, and Levin, and I want to thank you folks again. We were number one overall viewers. Not just Sunday night, but all Sunday. As well as all day Saturday. And I'll tell you why. It's very simple. I haven't changed. I haven't changed since I was 13 years old in my belief system and my principles. There are some newbies out there, conservatives, or whatever they call themselves, who take their little shots. These are political Midgets, they don't matter. Yorkies. And uh, the other reason is you come over to watch it. Because I have the most loyal radio audience ever. It's that simple. I don't, appe- I don't change or try to appeal to all the moderates. Are, I don't care. You know, you got one life to live. How are you going to live it? trying to accommodate people you don't agree with? It's like this stuff. Uh, bipartisanship. With who? For what? They want to destroy us. They want to destroy me, my family, you and your family. They're destroying our country. Bipartisanship on what? On what? They don't believe in bipartisanship any more than the communist Chinese believe in bipartisanship. It's the same mentality. Anyway, so the Trump lawyers last night, Monday night, made a filing to Judge Cannon and this master, Reinhardt. Reinhardt's in Miami, as I recall. Cannon is in Fort Pierce, I believe. Both in Florida. Response in opposition to the government's motion for continuance and proposed revised scheduling order. So what they did is something we talked about on Life, Liberty, and Levin two Sundays ago, which is, why is this trial or anything associated with it being conducted during the course of this presidential election? It ought to be done after the election. It ought to be done after the election. There's no statute of limitation issues, no problems, no evidence problems, no procedural problems. Uh... None of the documents are going to be destroyed unless they're destroyed by the government because they have all of them. <clears throat> and so they said to the judge, for all intents and purposes, uh, we have a presidential election here, and our client kind of needs to focus on that 
rather than focusing on how to protect himself from a rogue prosecutor who wants to put him in prison for the rest of his life? Plus, there's very complicated constitutional, evidentiary, and procedural issues here. And we have many motions that we have to develop once we gather all the information that the government has. I mean, they've had forever to do this, and they have unlimited resources. We don't. And then finally, they're also challenging, again, as we mentioned, this whole idea that classified documents, anything related to that, they need to remain secret. It should not be used in an open trial. BS on that. That's not how it works. That's not how it works with the worst spies in America. The way it works is you read in the lawyers into the security program on a truncated basis. And the burden's on the government to demonstrate that every single sentence and paragraph in every document that's labeled somehow as classified. Number one is justifiably labeled that way. And number two ought not be presented in open court. That's on the government. That's not on Donald Trump. We have public trials in this country. That's required by the Constitution. Now, what if it's some kind of classified information that shouldn't be in open court? Too damn bad. That's a judgment that the government made. The government made a judgment knowing full well that certain of these documents, presumably, shouldn't be part of a public trial, and they indicted anyway. And now they're saying, please, judge, put your finger, no, put your whole damn body other scales of justice and favor us. This is why you rarely see death penalties for spies. Because they have to be tried in open courts. We don't have special spy courts. And they have every right to not only see the materials, but to have them presented in open court to a jury in front of a judge to challenge them, to raise questions about them, like any other document. Did you know this, America? It's true. That's how irresponsible this indictment is. So they point out, that's why when when I read and I discussed with you that the president, President Trump's lawyers agreed to just go along with this, I said, what the hell are they doing? Turns out they didn't. Or at least they reversed course. And there's numerous other things these lawyers can do. And I'm going to talk about it on Sunday, too. They should file a motion to dismiss the indictment on the Presidential Records Act. Well, the PRA, we call it, that governs the relationship between former presidents and the National Archives. And the Department of Justice said so and argued so in the Judicial Watch case or the Clinton sock drawer case. And the, and the holding there, which has never been challenged, and was the holding that the Department of Justice at the time demanded, is that a president on his own, unilaterally, decides what is or is not property under the National Archives Act. Now, they can sue a president civilly, presumably, but you can't criminalize this. And there's no criminal penalty in the Presidential Records Act, so that's a motion I'd file. And then I'd file a motion, we've talked about this, to dismiss based on the general warrant concept. Now, all the legal analysts 
many of whom were former federal prosecutors who probably violated the Constitution, too. Apparently don't understand what a general warrant is. Or it's been so watered down it doesn't matter. Well, it matters to me. This master, not a full-blown judge, Reinhardt, allowed the government to seize the documents that were in Mar-a-Lago. But because of the nature of the warrant, they seized documents that never belonged to the government. They just seized documents that were packaged in boxes. So in other words, this judge authorized the SWAT team sent to Mar-a-Lago to rummage through everything. Everything. Including, presumably, the drawer that had private clothing of the First Lady. Now, the warrant did not incorporate the affidavit by reference. And it didn't allow for the collection of evidence of ownership like you see in other search warrants. So this warrant is defective. So I would move, I would file a motion to dismiss the search warrant as an unconstitutional general warrant. That's what I would do. What else would I do? I'd file a motion to dismiss for grand jury abuse. Prosecutorial misconduct. This is the real torpedo that should go into the side of the uh, good ship uh, lollipop. And I will explain it more because I've run out of time here. Do I owe you a commercial, Mr. Producer? Let's do it. We'll take a break and then I want to fill you in on this because it's important. And I'm saying these things publicly, yes. To convey information to lawyers who I don't know at this point who were involved in, in this case. More when I return. Mark Lovin. You know a company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, Take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. By the way, this next motion I want to discuss with you, it's its too crucial to rush it in the next two and a half minutes, which is what we have left in this segment. But I want to lay it out in clear detail for you because you haven't heard it before. And these things are on the move. So I want you to be informed about what can be done and should be done. Don't jerk the government around, says Bill Barr. Otherwise, 
the Stalinists will come after you. Folks, don't miss the next hour. I want to get into great detail on the next motion that should be filed. There needs to be some explanation. But the lawyers out there, whether they be defense counsel or prosecutors or former prosecutors, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here, our final hour of the evening. I want to get back to these motion filings that President Trump's lawyers should, and I hope we all file over the course of the next months. Now, assuming President Trump's team now has the whole unredacted affidavit that was supposed to be attached to the warrant, and I have no idea whether they do or not, they would file a motion to dismiss the search warrant under a case called Frank's. Frank's. I'm betting the affidavit will have material omissions or misstatements of fact. Suppressing the search warrants ends the whole case. So great emphasis on this motion. One area of misstatement would be the communications between Jay Bratt, who was the, and is the head of counterintelligence for the Department of Justice, and Evan Corcoran who has been one of the lead lawyers for President Trump on this matter. The Department of Justice has given different accounts for what Mr. Corcoran said, so attacking that could prove helpful. Plus, putting DOJ on the defensive to explain J. Bratt is credible is a good strategy. So that's why you want to see this affidavit. Now, as to the motion... Just so you know, if somebody files a motion, if somebody uh, succeeds in getting a warrant that leads to all these things that took place at Mar-a-Lago, and they say, well, I'm sorry, I misunderstood what so-and-so said, or I didn't have all the facts of that case. Folks, uh, just so you understand, good faith is not an exception as you can imagine, because the government would be arguing good faith all the time. 
Good faith is not an exception. And um, so there are emails, I'm guessing, that Jay Bratt has written with others. And if they show animosity towards President Trump, that's very, very important. And these guys are arrogant and biased. And we saw this in the dorm report. And the dorm report. So odds are there's a paper trail of high-ranking officials celebrating their unique politicized treatment of Trump. So that goes to the issue of what the, was presented to the judge, if it was honestly presented to the judge, and to their motives in getting this general warrant. So that, to me, is very, very important. <clears throat> now, as to a motion to dismiss for grand jury abuse and prosecutorial misconduct, is this interesting, Mr. Producer, or everybody's eyes rolling up into their heads? Keep going. Here's the thing. This is where Jay Bratt and the reported extortion of Stanley Woodward uh, is relevant. Stanley Woodward is the lawyer for Walt Nautau, N-A-U-T-A. He is the longtime aide to President Trump. He's a former, he's a Navy veteran. He worked for President Trump at the White House and continued with him into the private sector. Now, this motion is very, very important. Why? Because Stanley Woodward accuses this same guy, Jay Bratt, of extortion. But what does that mean? Stanley Woodward has applied for and is being seriously considered for a Superior Court judgeship in Washington, D.C. It's a competitive process. Mr. Bratt apparently in so many words said, well, I'm aware that, that you want to be a judge in Washington, D.C. And it probably helped your situation if your client would testify against President Trump. That's extortion. Stanley Woodward, who is a very highly regarded lawyer in Washington, D.C., well, of course, he was very upset by this. And this matter is now, supposedly, being reviewed by an Obama-appointed chief judge, the motions judge in D.C., in secret. Everything's in secret. It doesn't need to be done in secret. No more than the attorney-client privilege issue should have been done in secret. Now that the judge has ruled, but only the government gets to cherry-pick and put into a, a filing what it wants to put into the filing or leak what it wants to leak. You can't get... That's not acceptable. Not acceptable. Now... There should also be, in my view, an attempted discovery on this. Depositions. Particularly of Mr. Bratt. <clears throat> now, this is a tough thing. Judges don't like to do that here in the middle of a trial. But this is a very serious allegation, ladies and gentlemen. 
very extortion by somebody in the special counsel's office against a lawyer who's representing somebody that they want to turn state's witness against Donald Trump. So it should start with a demand for discovery. Try to get the judge to issue a preservation hold. Don't let them destroy things. And um, a review by the judge, I would argue, of the internal communications of the department to see if there's any bias against Trump. There could be a straight due process argument under the Fifth Amendment for dismissing it based on deferential treatment of Trump by the FBI and the DOJ. Usually that's very difficult to get, of course. But this at least is a vehicle by which the entire story can be told. This is about fundamental justice. Fundamental justice. Now, as far as I know, the Trump lawyers could be doing some of this already behind the scenes. I have no idea. It's not my place to ask and put anyone in a difficult position. But this Judge Cannon needs to know about all this. And she doesn't. And for all we know, there's many issues like this, many moments like this, that she doesn't know about, that none of us know about. And I would strongly encourage President Trump's lawyers to begin filing your motions now. You don't even have to wait for the judge to rule on the the trial date issue that you filed on Monday night, last night. You can file motions now, one at a time, piecemeal, or all at once. Because you need to get this matter, these matters addressed. You need to start the fight now. And you might seek various forms of emergency appeal. There's Latin names for this. I'm not going to bother you. But that's important. I would also argue that Jim Jordan and Jim Comer, even though they're doing a fantastic job, might want one or two other staffers to start to look at this as well. That is, these are abuses of the justice system. We fund the justice system. These are abuses of power. The Jay Brat extortion story is getting no attention. None. Why? Well, because nobody's really looking at it. Now, I've talked about a referral to the Office of Professional Responsibility. I talked about it on my Life, Liberty, and Levin show. That OPR needs to investigate the, misdo- the, the misconduct. Document all the misconduct, the leaks, the misstatements by... Justice Department attorneys and officials. I give them 30 days, maybe at max 60 days, so they can get all the resources to move fast. Here's also a technical but crucially important matter that we need to be aware of. You ready? This Judge Reinhardt in Florida. He's the magistrate who signed the search warrant 
He cannot be handling motions on his own search warrant. The issuing magistrate is who he is. Can't be the issuing magistrate and the reviewing magistrate. It can't be both. So a federal judge can and delegates search warrant litigation to him for recommendations. The Trump lawyers need to object, object vociferously. <coughs> because that would be pathetic. And I'm worried about this judge, not because she doesn't have integrity. I'm worried that they've been pressuring her. That she's looking over her shoulder at the Democrats, at the media, at the never Trumpers, at certain legal analysts. And a former attorney general, don't look over your shoulder. Be brave. Be brave. Now, has the Department of Justice disclosed everything that they're supposed to disclose to the defense? Have they? I don't know. If not, President Trump's lawyers need to file a motion to compel particularly documents in the raid and other documents that are no longer classified. And there's probably grand jury testimony from people saying Donald Trump declassified matters that left his office and ended up in Mar-a-Lago. That's certainly exculpatory, at least it's mitigating. And that information under what's called the Brady Rule, the Brady Motion, needs to be turned over to Donald Trump's lawyers forthwith. And there are tricks that prosecutors can play, the government can play, holding on to information at the last minute so that defense counsel have to rethink their approach to the entire case. That cannot be tolerated. I want to remind you who this prosecutor is, that he cut corners and went after Republican Virginia Governor Bob McDonald. Got him convicted on a preposterous reading of the bribery statutes. And the Supreme Court threw it out 8-0. to zero. And this guy, Jack Smith, was head of the public integrity section. He was the big dog under the criminal division. He pulled the same stunt with John Edwards. Rewrote effectively the federal election laws to include donations that were used to put his girlfriend, then pregnant girlfriend, in an apartment building, which they said had a positive impact on his campaign. Same kind of stunt Alvin Bragg's pulling. And the jury, on six different counts, would not convict. In one case, it outright said, not guilty. The other five cases was a hung jury. And I've since learned that that hung jury was 11 to 1. That is, there was one juror, just one, who wanted to convict. The other 11 said, no way. And so the public integrity section, again, which Jack Smith had had to drop the case because they know they had no case. And I might remind you, as I continue to do my research, that this was the head of the public integrity section that went after... Uh, who is the Democrat? There's two, the Senator Robert Menendez, that's it, in Hudson County, Senator from New Jersey. 
And the jury there unanimously found not guilty. Because this prosecutor cuts corners. He encourages lawlessness among his staff. He reinterprets statutes and misapplies them. That's what he does. And so very important actions must be taken. I've outlined some of them. In the, representative, in the representation of President Trump. Very important actions. Now, the way it's headlined, of course, the New York Times, Trump lawyers seek indefinite postponement of documents trial. It's not indefinite. They seek a postponement until sometime after the election. Now, what will the government's response be to this motion that's filed and says, hey, look, you're interfering with the election. This has never been done before. Our client's running for president of the United States. He can't spend half his time running for president and half his time trying to stay out of a life sentence in federal prison. And there's no need to do this now. What exactly could the government's answer be? They have all the documents. They'll come up with some answer. You know why? Because they want to interfere with the election. That's why. And here's what they know, and here's what I know. If Donald Trump's elected president, he can pardon himself on all of this stuff at the federal level, all of it. So the way Jack Smith and the Department of Justice, that is the Biden administration, looks at this is, we got to get this guy in prison during the course of the election. Now, what's interesting to me is when you hear Republicans say, and you hear it from the Paul Ryans of the world. You hear it from the Chris Sununos of the world, the Carl Roves of the world. In other words, the rhinos. And they say, he's the only candidate who can lose, Mr. Petition. Then why are the Democrats trying to cripple him during the course of the election if he's the only candidate who can lose? Wouldn't they let him go? Wouldn't they leave him alone? I'm the only one to mention this. In other words, it doesn't even make any sense. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let's see here, Mr. Producer. Let's see all the media attention we have. You know, on ratings, they talk about this show is that, and that show is that. Let's see here. Any reports on the Mark Levin show? Nope, not one. Not one. We won the whole weekend. On Fox, we defeated CNN and MSNBC. We do this often. You know, I give credit to Maria Bartiromo, too, who's fantastic. It's either one of us, typically, who win it. But uh, not not a whisper. And there we went, and we checked the Daily Bestiality site. Didn't we, Mr. Producer? And over at the Daily Bestiality, they didn't say a word about it. What a news organization they are. But they're not the only one. Mediocreite, Dan Abrams' group that he founded there. Uh, with the pre-boobs who, uh, who sit at their monitors all day. I'll be right back. 
Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. You know, I never was a big fan of Piers Morgan, but I have to admit, I'm becoming one. Am I the only one? I'm becoming a fan of this guy. I don't always agree with him. Of course, that's irrelevant. But I'm becoming a fan of him. Sharp, substantive, entertaining, really. I don't know him. I don't want anything from him. Certainly, I'm going to get, oh, kudos to Levit. Never get that. I'm not worried about that. But there is that, you know. Imagine a U.S. Supreme Court that has 15 members. And virtually every member of that court is a Justice Jackson or a Justice Sotomayor or a Justice RBG. In other words, extremists on the court who also are Democrat lapdogs. They have that problem in Israel right now. They have a Supreme Court that is radical. It's been radical since the 1990s. When they had a Chief Justice, much like Warren Berger. But even worse, who decided that he and a handful of his fellow justices had the power to write laws to amend laws, to reject laws passed by the people's representatives in the Knesset. And imagine if they had a system of appointing these justices that involved the justices themselves and the Bar Association with a few others thrown in there just for good looks. But between the justices and the Bar Association, where of course these judges and justices come from, they decide Who's going to serve on the court? There's not another system like that in the free world anywhere. Why? Because it's totalitarian. It's Marxist. At bottom, that's what Benjamin Netanyahu, the Likud party, and their coalition is trying to address. You have an attorney general in Israel. Imagine Attorney General Merrick Garland who has the power to make determinations. Determinations about every single law that should or should not be enacted. That despite the fact they have different ministries in Israel, that the legal, top legal people in those ministries don't report to the ministry secretaries, or equivalent cabinet secretaries, but they report to the Attorney General. Can you imagine that in our country, Mr. Producer? The Attorney General in Israel has such power that she told Benjamin Netanyahu he could not even talk about judicial changes in Israel. Considering that he's been charged with certain offenses. Meanwhile, the trial court in Israel has told the prosecutors in Israel who work for this Attorney General that they don't have a case against the, uh, the uh, against Netanyahu. The lower court said, you don't have a case. You don't have evidence of bribery. 
And you know what the Attorney General's office said, Mr. Producer? We're proceeding anyway. Who do you think you are? That's tyranny. It's totalitarianism. Imagine an opposition party filled with former government officials, professors, including former Supreme Court justices, and of course the media, much like our Democrat Party, that have organized elements of the military, uh, universities and colleges, the civil service, to shut down the government and even refuse to protect the country if Netanyahu goes forward with any of the reforms of the judiciary. Even though they're facing down the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran right now. Imagine that party going overseas and lobbying Joe Biden and the other heads of state in the unraveling and collapsing left-wing socialist regimes in Europe and in our own to pressure inside their own country, Netanyahu, to back off. So yesterday, the Knesset, with Likud and the other coalition parties, voted to begin the process of reforming the judiciary. And what does that mean, bottom line, for the citizens of Israel? It means democracy. It means when you vote, your vote counts. It means that these 15 Lawyers in Israel don't get to decide every aspect of the civil society. And by the way, even strategic decisions when it comes to battlefield decisions or when it comes to faith, they're involved in everything. And why wouldn't they be? They're like a Politburo without any limits. Who's going to limit them? So Netanyahu decided to do it. So Biden jumps in. Biden, with his Obama holdovers, they're anti-Semites. They hate Israel. The only Israel they like is when that opposition party I just talked about agrees to destroy their own country. When Biden talks about a two-state solution, that two-state solution is the final solution. So Biden has decided through his outgoing ambassador, Nides, who is a horrific poisonous little puke that they have not only the will of the American people behind them but the right to tell Netanyahu and his government what they should and shouldn't do when it comes to their judiciary and in an exit interview with the Wall Street Journal this guy Nide said I think most Israelis want the United States to be in their business Say what? Now notice the myopic focus, as Victor Davis Hanson has said so brilliantly, on Israel and the Jews. They don't do this to a single Arab nation, to a single Muslim nation. When it comes to Castro, they embrace him. They don't do this to any other country on the face of the earth. None. They would never do it to France or Britain. The EU, NATO countries, never. You know what they did after that arrogant stolen election in Turkey about two months ago? They called him and congratulated him. Netanyahu says, excuse me, Biden says that this government cabinet is among the most extreme he's ever seen. And yet I read quotes to you last night. 
We have said that over and over and over again against Netanyahu, going back to, going back almost 25 years ago. Because he hates Netanyahu. Because Netanyahu is sort of a Churchillian figure, historically, and I would argue today. And Biden, of course, is Neville Chamberlain, and worse, he's a quizzling. You know what a quizzling is? Google it. He's a quizzling. And he hurts our country, he hurts that country, and he doesn't care. He's a doddering, shuffling old bastard. And he's always hated Israel, except when Israel agrees to commit suicide through the radical left parties that come and go and change their names over time. It took Menachem Begum, as I told you last evening, to put Senator Biden in his place on the Judiciary Committee. He said, I don't come to you a bended knee. This Jew doesn't. We've been in existence over 3,500 years. We have faced one horrific enemy after another, including Hitler. You think your threats to withhold money from us are going to force me to buckle under to you? And I'm paraphrasing. He was more articulate. That's not going to happen. Joe Biden is a street thug, America. A street thug. An entire article on Axios about how now he's losing it. He's yelling at everybody. It's interesting. When I'm passionate, you get these, these uh, cretins in these phony media outlets, Democrat Party front operations, much as the communists have. And uh, they, oh, look, he's lost it. Levin's lost it. Everything I say and do is intentional. But I have passion about this country, and I have a passion against the enemy, too, which are most of the people I, I point out on a daily basis to you. Joe Biden is lashing out against his own staff, junior staffers, senior staffers, cabinet members, using the F word nonstop, screaming at them, yelling at them, constant. They don't want to go in there by themselves. Look how long the media covered this up. And still, most media outlets ignore it. I mean, Joe Scarborough still has his head up Biden's ass. I just, I just being honest, actually, he and his wife, too. It's a very unpleasant scene. But the big media, the corrupt Democrat Party media, has no intention of running with it. It's Trump, Trump. Hey, do you hear what Trump said? No, no, we're talking about Biden right now. Corrupt man, corrupt family. Their personal behavior is despicable. Tara Reid had to flee to Russia. I mean, Hunter Biden is, is the most grotesque disgusting punk he just is Joe Biden is a nasty old lady they want to put down Casey DeSantis yeah don't make me laugh or Melania Trump don't make me laugh and now of course Biden going through the globe different regions of the world is lighting one on fire after another What happened to all the peace activity that was going on in Israel and the Middle East with the Arab and Muslim countries under Trump? It's dead. Where's Saudi Arabia today? They're with Iran. What? They're in the camp with China and Russia. 
They've left us. Oh. At least they have golf, right? ISIS is back. In Syria. ISIS is back. And Russia is more aggressive than ever in the Middle East. But the problem is Israel. Just like the problems you in the United States. You're the problem, not Biden. You're the problem. Three days in a row, this administration has trashed the state of Israel. Three days in a row. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they do not want Israel to attack Iran. Even though Iran has 83% uh, nuclear material, weapons-grade nuclear material. And you know what? When Trump killed that deal and Biden took over, they had 5%. 5%. Now they have 83%. What's that all about? What's that all about? Biden views Israel and the Jews as second-class citizens. He will talk about indigenous peoples till he's blue in the face. They're indigenous peoples that he doesn't much care for, and they happen to live in Israel. Judea and Samaria are not the West Bank of Jordan. They never have been. Look at the Bible, which Biden never does, while he pushes the most radical abortion agenda in American history. Look at the Bible. Judea is what the Jews are named after. Judea and Samaria is their homeland. Just because they were pushed out by the Persians, before that the Babylonians, after that the Romans, doesn't mean it's not their territory. Sick. But I'm out of time. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. We want to squeeze in Cindy, who's been waiting. Mountain View, California, the great KSFO. Go! Hi, Mark. So great to talk to you. Um, is Please continue with um, everything that you tell us, especially about this Trump trial. We're not bored. We're not rolling our eyes. You know the law. Now we do, because you shared it with us. You're giving us hope, because now we know that something can be done. And hopefully his lawyers do know that. If they don't, they've got you. And we are becoming educated through you. So you are very hopeful. Do not aren't you, stop aren't you a doing sweetheart? This. Let me tell you this. I don't know how this is going to turn out. But nothing frustrates me more than when these phony former federal prosecutors and other nudniks go on TV, read an indictment, and say, and even Bill Barr, I don't know how he's going to get out of that. I don't know how. Can I have another hot dog? Uh, hello, pal. The defense hasn't even gotten started yet. Again, it doesn't mean they're going to win. It doesn't mean they'll stop this outrageous abuse of power and persecution. But they can fight. And there are grounds for fighting. You don't have to just give up. And you get this completely partisan, almost completely uninformed propaganda from people who just prosecuted people or from people who sat at the top of the uh, pyramid at the Department of Justice and I don't know if they don't know what the hell they're talking about or if they're intentionally biased. I really don't know. Doesn't matter to me. I know what I know, and I'm presenting what I know and arguments that I know, and I'm doing them publicly so they get to the right places, whatever, wherever that is and whatever that means. So uh, uh, all is not lost, but what is being done here is a justice system that has been destroyed. 
Thank you very much, Cindy, for your excellent call. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our trucker brothers and sisters. Thank you. The freedom fighters in Ukraine and Taiwan. Thank you. And most of all, you, this great audience, who I know is going to go to Amazon right now, get 40, I said 40% off. And the Democrat Party hates America.